0: Playful mompreneurs, how's it going? It's Shelley Tonkin-Smith here, and today's episode found its own hashtag, hashtag shed the shoulds. It was something that my super spunky guest, Amanda Jefferson, said at the beginning of the interview, and then it seemed to keep cropping up as a theme. So if you're feeling like you should be doing a whole lot of things, whether that's in your business, or in your parenting, or in life in general then take some inspiration from Amanda. You don't have to unschool your children or completely change careers or get a nose ring. Not unless you want to. But Amanda's journey is proof that you don't have to stick to a path that's going to lead you to burnout. Instead, she encourages us to choose the fun and easy. Do you want to find joy in being both a parent and a business owner? then come and play with us here at the Playful Mompreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Shelley Tonkin-Smith, and I'm on a mission to help moms to start and grow their own businesses in a way that's as simple and as fun as child's play. Join me as I talk about things like playful productivity, tools and tech, and building a special kind of business. A business that supports your desire to be a fully present parent and to have the time and space to truly connect with your kids. You'll also hear from other mompreneurs and some dadpreneurs who are rocking this double gig of parenting and business ownership, with some of them even throwing homeschooling into the mix. Get the inside track on both their struggles and what's working for them, and then Use that as inspiration for building your playful business. You ready? Let's play. I am so happy to have Amanda Jefferson on the show. Amanda is the owner of Indigo Organizing and one of the world's first KonMari consultants. She left an inspiring yet stressful 20-year career to start her own business because she believes that we're all too frazzled. She helps people to have less stuff, less stress, more space, and more time for what matters. When she's not working with her amazing clients, she's at 1,000 client hours and counting. She's talking to groups across the US about how to simplify life at work and at home. And you can find Amanda at indigoorganizing.com and on Instagram at indigo underscore organizing. So Amanda, welcome to the Playful Mompreneur podcast. It's wonderful to have you here. Hey, Shirley, I'm so glad to be here. Well, Amanda, you have had quite a, a business journey. We're going to go into your journey a little later on, but tell us a little bit more about Indigo organizing and what you do in your business right now.
1: Mhm so at the heart of it it's really just about helping people simplify and get off that hamster wheel of the shoulds you know we're all focusing so much on the shoulds and i really love helping people get off of that hamster wheel and really get closer to their fun, easy, simple ways to get back their joy in their life. So I work one-on-one with private clients. um, And then I also speak to groups about how to simplify life at home and work. And then right now I'm actually launching an online course, which is the first time that I'm doing that. So that's what my life looks like now in my business.
0: Cool. That's so exciting. So the Playful Mompreneur podcast is one of the first place people are hearing about your online course.
1: Yes, it's in beta right now. So I'm working with 11 amazing working moms and working through the content and getting their great feedback. And then once I have incorporated
0: those tweaks, it'll go live hopefully in a month or so. Wonderful. Wonderful. So we'll give you all of Amanda's details at the end of the show, but I do suggest that you get onto her email list. She has a most amazing email list where she sends you three daily tips. They used to be daily during the the height of the pandemic, uh, but now they come, it's about weekly that you send it maybe twice weekly if if we get a bonus, right? About weekly now, (laughs) weekly-ish. Yes, yes, I like it. And Amanda sends the coolest tips. I have like found so many cool things from Amanda's emails. So I suggest you head over to indigoorganizing.com and go and get onto Amanda's email list if you are not there already. And that's also where you'll be able to hear about Amanda's upcoming online course as well. So now, Amanda, can you tell us about your family and your home life?
1: So I have been married for about 15 years to a Chilean and Shelly and I actually bond about that because I am familiar with the southern hemisphere and the how it's all backwards to everything up here. So Sheila <laughs> is home away from home uh, for me. That's where I met my husband and we go there about once a year. Um so we speak Spanish at home. We live in a really beautiful small town called Media, Pennsylvania, which is just outside of Philadelphia. We love it so much. We have one daughter she's almost nine, super energetic. She's a big gamer. (laughs) Ah. She's an extrovert. I'm an introvert. (laughs) Um, And we are unschooling right now, which is something that's a result of the pandemic that I'm sure we can talk more about. But the nice silver lining of that is that we hopefully will be able to live in Chile for their summer or winter. So that's a little bit what family life looks like right now.
0: Oh, I love it! I love the the flexibility in that you are able to make a life choice like that. To go, uh, all right, well, for this season, I'm going to be like the swallows and and yeah, head away for the winter and go and live in the sun for their summer. That is so cool. Mm. Um, yeah, tell us a little bit about the the unschooling journey. Of course, as a homeschooling mom, I am always interested to hear about homeschooling, unschooling, and and all these different educational approaches, I think that have been pandemic related. There's such a wide diversity of educational options right now, which also then lend flexibility to your life and to your business. So can you tell us about a little bit more about the unschooling approach that you've taken with your daughter?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's part of a bigger trend with me, maybe from being in my 40s, you know, I actually started my business right when I turned 40. And I've never really been like a big birthday milestone person. But for some reason, 40 was big. And it was like this awakening where i was like wait a second like i have been doing the shoulds i've been doing things the way everybody says that they're supposed to be done for my whole life and it was kind of the first time that i was like wait a second i think i can do things the way i might want to do them and that was when you know i quit my job and i started my business and i just kind of got on a different journey and i think that um but i still had a lot of shoulds that i needed to shed and when the pandemic happened Um, you know, obviously that threw us all into a tailspin, but at the same time in the fall of 2020, uh, we experienced a lot of loss in my family. So my sister and my father were both ill for a long period of time. And then they both passed away just two months apart. And it was choosing to take my daughter out of school was basically like, uh, my life is spinning out of control right now. And I need to get control over the situation. And, and, and the pandemic, you know, the silver lining of the pandemic, was that there was no judgment. It was like, everybody just do what you got to do. And do this. so it yeah. felt so really the fall was about de-schooling. Um, and now we are doing something called unschooling because my daughter just hates structure. You know, she just hates it. And so we're really just trying to figure it all out. And I've hired coaches and all that kind of stuff, but it's fun. I mean, it's, Great. It's a beautiful 70 degree day here, and we're just enjoying it, and we can do what we want to do. And it's like,
0: whoever thought that was an option? Yes. Know? Yes. Oh, I could so re- relate to, to some of those parts of your story. Oh, the pandemic has given us all a, a real shakeup. And I mean, with the devastating tragedy that you face in your family as well, I think there's like such a huge perspective shift, I can imagine of like, actually, you know, what, what do we do with this this one precious life that we're given? And as you say, that came from a part of your journey. There's kind of been this trend. I, I didn't realize that since you turned 40, I, I turned 40 last year as well. <laughs> so there's been this trend obviously for you since that point. Can you take us back to that point where you decided to start your business and h- how your business journey has gone from there, because what what was your career before you started your own business?
1: Mm-hmm. So it was um, so it, for twenty years I worked kind of in like corporate, nonprofit, education, leadership. So I've worked at consulting firms. I have my MBA. I worked at one of the top business schools in the U.S. at the Wharton School. And just before I started my own business, I was for six years I was the executive director of a nonprofit in Philadelphia. Um, and it was beautiful work. I was working with, you know, students from tough backgrounds, working to build resilience and help them in their futures. But I was the mom that was like skidding into the daycare at 5.59 every day. Like, I'm so sorry I'm late. You know, the train <laughs> was late. And da, da, da. like, my staff was literally like walking to the train station with me because I'm trying to catch to the train and they're asking me questions and, you know, um, It was just, it was beautiful and it was inspiring, but it was incredibly stressful and long commute. And Isabel was young at the time. She was little and it was not working. So, um, yeah. So it was basically around that time that I was just in full burnout mode. And I was called, I started off calling it a midlife crisis, but then I started calling it a creative renaissance. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So. You know, financially it was terrifying because I was the primary breadwinner in my family, but it was just kind of like, I didn't really have a choice, you know, mm-hmm. I just, I was like at the, at the wall. Yeah. Um, so,
0: and so at this point, did you go straight into organizing and did you, when did you become a KonMari consultant? Like, cause you're the, are you the only KonMari, um, consultants in the U S? No,
1: so there's a bunch of us now, like we're uh, all over the world. Um, so yeah, I kind of embarked on this secret mission where I always had been fascinated by, by this idea of professional organizing, that this was like a job that people could do. And I'm like, if you find me stressed out, I'm gonna be like in the linen closet, like. I can't work. I can't figure my life out, but I can organize this closet. You know, it was like my happy place. And so I started doing a lot of research and like, wow, there's people that actually have successful businesses doing this. I hired a business coach. Um, And then just at that time, Marie Kondo launched that she was going to be training consultants. And so I was able to get a seat in the first ever class of of, um, trainees. And so that was almost five years ago now in New York City, in the, like this dinky little basement. I oh, <laughs> wow. thought it would be like all glamorous. We were in like this <laughs> basement. But people from all over the world, South Africa and Brazil and Asia and all over the world, you know, people that were corporate lawyers and, you know, that were really interested in making a big shift in their careers and also helping people. So it was really this motivation of like, I'm so frazzled. I'm so overwhelmed. I know so many other people that feel exactly the same way what if I could make a career out of this and I could help so many other people do the same thing? So I took the leap. I gave six months notice at my job, which was kind of necessary given the leadership role that I was in. And then, um, I was off to the races and I remember like calling the board members and they were like, I'm sorry, you're going to do what? Like, (laughs) you're going to but then those same board members, like a year later, were calling me and asking me to speak at their company, you know, like then they get it, you know? Oh, so goodness. Yes.
0: Yes. You've got to be that trailblazer. You've got to step out. Uh, there's that point where you've actually got to be bold. I've spoken that to a couple of mompreneurs. There is that point where you've got to step out and go, you know what? As you say, like you didn't have a choice. It looked like you were making this choice, but but you actually didn't have a choice. You needed to to make that change, um, and I, I think I think it's so cool that that you are now able to walk with. Uh, I think other women mainly. I, I take it are your are mainly your clients, um, and I also I, I know from your emails is that it's not just about organizing on the surface it's also about what's going on in between the ears and your mindset and your actual yeah just the the way you actually view life and then that kind of spills over into the the outer kind of organization and but I suppose the two are quite interconnected as well Mm, it
1: really is.
0: I mean, it's funny because in my, if you, if once you
1: get on my newsletter, my top three, you'll sort of think this is all kind of random, you know, in one post I might be talking about my favorite leggings and another post I might be talking about, you know, the secret to life, like whatever, you know, it's like, <laughs> but it all is very related. I mean, our, our, our homes and where we live, it's where we spend our time. It's our sanctuary. It's where we spend time with our family. It's it either gives us calm or it gives us stress. It's like, it's like an onion. There's like so many layers to it. And so the work that I do, it's very, it's very deep with the, with people. It's very rarely just like, Oh, I don't need the stapler. It's like so much more than that.
0: Yeah. You know, just today I have been procrastinating for some time now to do a bit of desk desk cleanup. So Mm -hmm. I have another office space upstairs. I'm sitting downstairs right now and I don't know. I was looking for something and I was like, okay. So I started going through the pile and I'm like, all right, we're doing this. So we're like going to clear all this clutter. And I cleared all the clutter on my upstairs desk. And really, it was just like, oh, it's just so calming. And bizarrely, I actually came downstairs here to work in, in, th- in this area. Um, so I wasn't even working on that, that same area, but just having done the clear out upstairs, came downstairs and I totally knocked it out of the park with a a podcast recording I had to do. Um, I was like so focused and I was like, oh my goodness, it's not even just the space you're in, but just the actual act of decluttering and just having that physical space then gives you that mental space as well. And so I totally felt that right on this very day today. (laughs)
1: Yeah, because it's like a cognitive load. Like as I'm talking to my beta students, the thing I'm really understanding is that They have such a hard time relaxing or doing something else because they can, they're like, oh, I'm walking the dog and I'm thinking about all this other stuff or that I haven't done this and I haven't done this and I haven't done. So it's all like this like cognitive load that's on your mind and it Mm. weighs you down when you're in the space or when you're not. Yes. Yes.
0: So cool. So there is obviously so many giftings that you have brought to now your, your own business I love asking the mompreneurs, interview, what is your zone of genius? Yeah. And
1: I loved in your first podcast where you talked about the zone of genius is not just what you're really good at. It's like what really lights you up and what gives you so much flow. And that's actually something that I'm teaching in my class, this whole idea of flow. Um, but I think for me, a new realization has is that my zone of genius is teaching and it's Also, and when I say teaching, I use that very broadly. It's not just me sitting down with a class for 60 minutes. It's imparting wisdom. So for example, in my top lead newsletter, like I love imparting these like bite-sized tips and ideas that can get somebody from a place of overwhelm to actually doing the work. So, and maybe even having some fun along the way. So I think that's kind of my zone of genius is helping somebody realize like, oh, okay, I can do that. That sounds simple. The way that she just said that, that sounds doable. I can do that. And I think that's my
0: zone of genius. Yeah, yeah, that that, that simplification. And I think that that comes through in the way you are organizing. And I think that is the heart of the best teachers is making the complex simple. So you've got a few things on your plate. As you mentioned, you're working with your one-on-one clients. You are then also doing your online course. And then you're also doing all the stuff of business. So, and then you are supervising and unschooling a a nine-year-old. So how do you fit it all in, Amanda? Can you walk us through (laughs) your typical week? Is there a typical week? I'm sure there is.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's always a work in progress. So typically, so... In the summer, you know, when we were going through illnesses and things like that, and I was trying to manage everything, my husband was still going to work every day and I was kind of managing the Ford at home and it was exhausting. So I've got a great agreement with him now where... So on Tuesdays and Thursdays, he works from home. And so I've um, got a little co-working space that's like very safe and private. You get your own little office to yourself. Um, So I get to go in there on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And those are like my focus days. Because for me, my kryptonite is interruption. Like I think being an introvert, I need quiet and focus. And it takes me a while to get into the zone. Yeah. And so I go into this place. It's so great. It's like four white walls and a white board and <laughs> bring my snacks and my lunch for the day. So yeah, typically I work like 20 to 30 hours a week, Tuesdays and Thursdays, um, are usually all day. Um, and then, um, Monday, Wednesdays and Fridays, I might do some calls and trainings. I think that's been the most challenging part right now is like, I haven't gotten super good at compartmentalizing okay. that now I'm working like the Tuesdays and Thursdays are very clear, but the Monday, Wednesdays and Fridays are a little bit more, um, a little more loosey-goosey than I would like them to be because, you know, I'm getting feedback from my daughter. That's like, mommy, you're always on your laptop. Mommy da, da, da. you know, so that's a work in progress right now. But I think as the weather gets better, she tends to sleep in late. So I think what I might try to do is early mornings, get a ton of ton of work done. And then the rest of the day is kind of adventure time for us.
0: Nice. Nice. I, I love that you say it's adventure time. My, my two sons, that's like one of their games that they play. It's called adventure and they, they watch bear girls. So you guys get bear girls in the States. I'm sure you must one of the channels, but uh, he's the adventurer and it's like how to survive anything. And um, they love watching his shows and he goes on all these different areas and He's he's not gonna show where he takes a celebrity and they have to survive in the wild and i'm sure there's a couple of stage things of like finding a rat and then cooking right, the rat. right. <laughs> um, you know, my boys they they pretend our cats are jaguars and, and they're <laughs> adventuring uh, like during the day and that's actually so great it's time when i can um i can do a little bit of that sneaky like i say sneaky work but it's totally it's totally cool and i think you know as mompreneurs, there is going to be some integration between our parenting and our work. And I think it's, it's finding that balance so that you are present, but I don't think there's ever going to be a complete division between work and parenthood, especially with being in the home at the same time. And I love also that it's a, it's a work in progress, but quite, quite cool to have the, the two days that you can mm. you know, that focus time. I, I'm finding as well that I, like, I'm really looking for that. Uh, but it's also at the same time, I'm finding that I, I just need to check in with my business. Like, even if it's a little bit of time every day mm. of the week, mm. just to like, feel like I'm, I'm still on top of it. Otherwise I also find it's like, there's a lot of pressure on one day to like mm-hmm. get everything done. Oh, and I think you also mentioned that you that you have like a writing retreat once a month to mm. do a bit of your content creation. Can you mm-hmm. tell us about
1: that? Yeah, there's an um a wonderful woman that I have built a relationship with locally that has this space that she actually started renting out as part of it, like to support women in the pandemic. And it's so gorgeous. I mean, it's just got like crystals everywhere and light and you know. Yeah cushions and yoga mats and all that kind of stuff. And you walk and it's like, you know, two miles from my house, but you walk in there and you feel like you've been like transported to Bali or something, you know? So you, yeah, I try to go there. So my birthday is on the 27th. So I try to go there around the time of my birthday every month, my birthday date. Oh, Um, cool. Okay. And I try not to do meetings or anything like that, just have like writing retreat. And it's funny because some of my best content has come out of just being there and being inspired. So I'm not going to do like my accounting or anything like that. It's mostly just going to be content and communicating with people in a way that feels real and authentic. And I find my
0: best writing happens there. Oh, nice, nice. Uh, yeah, a nice tip to share with everyone. And uh, I'll I'll share as well that I have organized also through through some very good negotiation with my husband uh, that I'm going to have a writing retreat next week for the whole week. The oh whole week. my gosh! <laughs> yes. So I'm writing a book at the moment, and and I just need to break the back of the manuscript. And I've I've also found like I've been dipping in and out of it, and. I need some focus time that, well, that's my theory, but I'm pretty sure that that's going to, that's going to do the trick. So I've rented a little Airbnb and I'm just going to work there for the days, but yeah, just to have that that quiet time and I'm going to schedule in a little Pilates session and some meditation and just, Yeah. yeah, just actually have that space. Um, So as you said, the the physical space creates that mental space. So I will let you and everyone else know how that goes. Hopefully there's lots of excerpts from the book that come out of that.
1: Yes. Oh, that sounds
0: amazing. Yeah. One
1: of the things that's been working really well is setting aside Friday mornings at 9am to plan my week for the next week. And I'm actually, I actually do it now as like a little co-working session with a couple other people and we work quietly and each of us plans our week. We do it over zoom and that is really great. You know, I have a planner that I love where you can see a week at a glance and I put in my appointments and Um, The planner also divides your time. It's called the balance bound planner. I love it. And it divides it between work, self, uh, home and others. So you really are forced to think like, what am I going to do for myself this week? And what do I need to do for the house? And if you see that that other section is way too full, and the self section has nothing on it, then (sighs) you know, you need to kind of adjust there. So planning my week uh, has been incredibly helpful. And I find the times that I don't do it, I'm sort of midweek, like, Mm. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's happening. And I do also something I've learned about myself is that I'll look at a, a, a day that I don't have appointments or I don't have, and I'll think, oh, I have so much time to get all these things done. And I get less done on those days than I do on the days that it I have three hours and I get a lot done.
0: So I've learned Uh, that tighter timelines are my friend. Yes. Mm -hmm. Interesting. It's that, uh, it's, it's not the Pareto principle. There's another principle that says the, uh, the, 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 work expands to fill the time that it's given correct. So correct like getting those smaller containers of time you actually are are more productive um, yeah. because you actually choose the the important parts uh, so talking of productivity is there a, a productivity tip maybe one that's come from your your um, top three newsletter or anywhere else mm-hmm. that you can share with the other mompreneurs that are listening today
1: Sure. I you know, it's funny as I say this out loud. I don't know if I've told my top three people about this, but I would say I'm a huge fan of the brain dump, just the good old-fashioned brain dump. And it kind of reminds me a lot of KonMari because in KonMari, mm-hmm. the first step in the process is you take all your clothes and you pile them on the bed. <laughs> so it's just like take everything and pile on the bed. And the brain dump is a lot that way. You know, what is all this stuff that I have on my mind? Everything from the cat needs to go to the vet to we have to pick, fix the back of the screen door to I need to finish my book to whatever it is and brain dump it out and then really use tools to figure out, you know, in my course, I'm teaching what's called the focus method. So it's an acronym. So it's like okay. F is finish it. O is outsource it. Uh-huh. C is cut it. Uh-huh. U is uncomplicated. And S is scooch it. So look uh-huh. at all those things on that list and figure out what can I give away? What can I delete? What can I do later? You know, all that sort of thing. So I think that's my number one productivity tip, especially for really busy, overwhelmed working moms is brain dump, brain dump.
0: I like it and get an art of your head <laughs> onto onto paper. Yeah, quite a relief. So now playfulness, Amanda, uh, like Everything that you've explained about your business so far does just have me thinking about play, but can you give us an example, even a few examples of where embracing playfulness has just helped you in your business, maybe helped you realize a success in your business or made things easier? How are you a playful mompreneur?
1: hmm Well, a lot of it really comes back to sort of the concept of flow that we were talking about earlier of really tapping in more to your fun and easy. Like I made a very bratty decision in my business to do what feels fun and easy. You know, when you start a business, everybody, there's so many shoulds and you should be on Pinterest and Instagram and Facebook, and you should have a blog and a podcast and all these things. And you can't Mm. possibly do all those things. So if you step back and focus on the fun and easy you do what lights you up. Mm-hmm. And I think the the fun and easy has also let me connect more to laughter and humor. I like laughing. I have a really f- weird, dry sense of humor. And I didn't really incorporate that into my work a lot. You know, I was in, still sort of in this, dear sirs, I write to you today with the intention of, <laughs> it was this sort of like <laughs> corporate speak. And, they- um, Does not sound like like you, you. Amanda. (laughs) No. But after 20 years of living in that world, you you start to sound like that. So I took Marie Forleo's copy cure, and that was so incredibly helpful because it really encouraged me to speak a lot more like me. And so I, I even did a whole overhaul of my copy on my website and a lot of my content to make sure that that quirkiness and that dry humor and that playfulness really comes through because anybody out there could teach you, not anybody, but there's a lot of people out there that can teach you how to organize, but what's different or fun or easy about me that's relatable. And I think that playfulness um, is really important because people are in a really overwhelmed state and they don't want to just feel like you're handing them more shoulds. They want to feel like you're bringing some lightness and fun to it.
0: Yes. Yes. So cool. So it also sounds to me like you are in the business of breaking business rules. (laughs) What are are some of the business rules that you have broken along this business journey of yours?
1: So I think the biggest one was the fun and easy, not doing things that I don't want to do or outsourcing things that I don't want to do. Um, You know, I laugh a lot about you know, I talk to a lot of other business owners that are. Oh, I haven't posted on Instagram in a couple of weeks, or oh, I really know that I should be on Instagram every day. It's like there's no rules. Yep, you don't ha- you don't have to be on Instagram at any. Th- there's no like yeah. congratulations, you have a business now. You have to post on Instagram three times a day. Like there's no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. So I think like I'm not glued to Instagram. I think that's some the way that I've broken the rule. I think my top three email was a really great example of just breaking the rule of, you know, I started it at the beginning of the pandemic when we were all just what is going on and what is happening in the world. And I just started it every day being sort of like, this is my little smoke signal. This is, mm. you know, and so those top threes, you know, I, there's no book that says you should send a newsletter once a week and it should be the three random tips and blah, blah, blah. but it's just what comes from my heart and what I want to talk about. I think another rule that I've broken is this whole idea about networking. I realized early on that I didn't want to stand around a bunch of high top tables, sipping, you know, terrible coffee, talking to, (laughs) you know, women, the women in business, blah, blah, blah network. Mm -hmm. I have done a lot more really deep, intimate, close networking, like masterminds or things like that and Uh that depth. Um, so th- that's a bit of like a networking breaking rule that I've broken.
0: Yeah the the more the more introverted networking, going deep rather yes. than going wide. <laughs> yes,
1: yes. Mm. Mm.
0: Very very cool. Now this actually reminds me of something you said earlier in the interview, Amanda, and you said I needed to shed the shoulds, and I thought, oh my goodness, that can totally be a hashtag. <laughs> I mean, it's just dying to be a hashtag. Shed mm. the shoulds. So shed I, the I, shoulds. Yeah, I think this episode can be hashtag shed the shits. So if you are listening now and you want to give us a comment, hashtag shed the shits, because I think you've you've done a lot of that, Amanda, of like letting go of these rules that like, when you step back and you go, oh, what? actually, where did that come from? And I think 2020 is teaching has taught us that like all bets are off. You don't need to feel burdened by these so-called rules. And I think, especially as women entrepreneurs, we are having to be very creative. We are needing to care for our kids in a very different way. Um, We are also having to really ask some hard questions of our family units. And we are having to um, work in a different way. We are having to go, well, why do we have to work 40 hours in a week? You know, we can actually change the way we work to be working in our zone of genius, to be more efficient so that we actually bring this immense genius into the world in a way more efficient way. So I I really do, I love all these ways that you are breaking these so-called rules of business and how they even extend into your life, like with things like unschooling and, and that sort of thing. And I think it's encouragement to other mompreneurs out there to go you can, you can release yourself from a lot of these, these rules. Um, And, and I think maybe that comes back to the brain dump as well of like, dump out all those things. Like what are all those things that you, that you think you need to do? And then actually do you need to do them? Uh, yeah, Really, really interrogate those kinds of things.
1: I know I find myself lately almost looking for rules to break. Like, Uh, you know, I just got my nose pierced and that was something I did when I was at that, you know, Bali around the corner place. And and yeah, and it was just like, yeah, that's badass. (laughs) Like (laughs) badass is my word for 2021. And I feel like, you know, it's a part of, you know, even pre-pandemic with the Me Too movement and Black Lives Matter, like we're breaking down systems that, we're questioning systems that don't work anymore. And one of my favorite books is Glennon Doyle's Untamed, where uh-huh. she really just sort of releases you from these ideas that, you know, all of these, you know, the work, the industrial revolution and the work day and, da, 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 and like, we don't
0: have to, we don't have to buy into that anymore. Yes. Yes. Uh, now I want to also just Bring it back to playfulness and books as well, because you recommended to me "Playful Parenting," and that book has been amazing for my parenting journey. But I think it's also really, of course, influenced the playful mompreneur and bringing more playfulness into the way we do business. So, we'll just thank you for that. I think we sometimes feel that we have to like tick all these boxes with being good parents, but. Bringing playfulness into it is sometimes a lot harder. Uh, It takes a lot more work, a lot more intention, but it really helps. It helps us as as parents and it it helps our kids. It helps us to connect with our kids and just bringing playfulness into the way we do business as well as the way we're parents. Is, is so powerful. Yeah, no. And I love that book too, because I think one of the things
1: that I'm working so, so hard on is just taking myself and life in general, less seriously, uh, you know, in your business, you know, you think, this online course is the most important thing that's happening in the entire world right now. It's like, well, there's also 7 billion other people on the planet. And, you know, there's other things going on, you know? So it's like learning to take yourself less seriously. And I think diffusing situations, like my daughter is pretty strong-willed. So for example, like an example in the book might be if I'm trying to get her to put pants on, which is a pretty hard thing to do, get her to put pants on. You know, it might, you know, my old self might have been put your pants on, we have to go. And now it's like, okay, you know, pants wearing monster, I'm going to chase you around the house and the pants become a monster or whatever, you know. And all of a sudden, you've diffused the situation. She's looking at you like, what's wrong with mom? Why is she being so fun all of a sudden? And then five minutes later, the pants are on and everybody's happy. Yeah. So I really appreciated that book a lot. And then another book that I really love. Um, and that really helps set the foundation for me was minimalist parenting. And it's written by two authors and they just did a really lovely job of dialing back the expectation that your kids should be in a hundred extracurriculars and you should interview 17 babysitters before you choose the right one. And just really, you know, kind of dialing that back. So minimalist parenting is one that I love too. Oh, and nice.
0: So now I would like to just chat a little bit about your inner critic, because I think as you as you move forward and you do all these new things, I mean, even like your online course, as you say, like, you know, not, like not taking it so seriously, but it is it's uh, you're invested a lot and you you're putting yourself out there, you're trying something new. And that's often the time when the inner critic comes out. So, we've we, we chatted a little bit about the inner critic after my Carlete de Smithers uh, interview, which is in episode one. If anyone wants to listen to my inner critic, which is played by me, uh, who's interviewing me. Uh, so your inner critic, when, when do you find that she arrives on the scene? <laughs> Uh, first thing in the morning and then goes
1: to bed last thing at night, you know, like she's like, no, well, you know, I'm reading, speaking of books, you can tell, like, I, I read, I'm an introvert. I just read all the time. So I'm reading this book now, I finished it now called the untethered soul by, um, Michael singer and it's life-changing. And he basically talks about your inner critic being kind of like your roommate, that just lives in there and lives in your head. And all day long, it's this voice that's saying, and it's just talking all day long. And a lot of times we've identified like, that's me. And it's like, no, that's not you. You are the watcher of that voice. Uh So um, that has been a real big journey for me over the past six months is just really noticing that. So my inner critic, she shows up a lot with parenting a lot with parenting a lot of comparison of well i bet those kids are all tucked in bed at 7:30 washed and their hair brushed and taken their baths and read their three books and are snuggled down while the parents are lovingly watching netflix together downstairs that's not what your house looks like what's wrong with you you only have one kid why can't you get this handled so for me the inner critic comes in very strong with parenting
0: uh huh. And so, how how do you handle the inner critic in those moments? Mm-hmm. So, what
1: has been really working and so interesting lately is really separating yourself from that and saying, "Oh, the mind is going into a frenzy about mm-hmm. X, Y, Z. The mind is da da da," and sort of saying, "Like that's not me. The mind mm. is doing that," and really just sort of releasing and stepping back from that. Um, so just noticing, noticing, and like having a little bit of being the watcher and having a chuckle about it. Like there goes the mind again, there she goes, um, and just have trying to have a chuckle about it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Getting playful again, getting, laughing, laughing. And it's not about like this toxic positivity, but it's greeting these moments and, and sit with them and going, ah, oh yeah, there it is again. And, and just watching it's actually being totally neutral rather than being positive or negative. Cause I think we probably tend towards the negative and like, oh no, yeah. and start believing all the negative thoughts. And I think maybe sometimes it's not to go, no, everything's okay. I'm all fine. I'm the most amazing mother ever. Uh, it's just watching, being being that neutral force. I love it. Um, mm-hmm. So have you given your inner critic a name yet? We've had about this like a couple of months ago even. I think that her name might
1: be Mandy. People, when I went to college, nobody ever called me Mandy my whole life. But when I went to college, all of a sudden people started calling me Mandy and I hated it because Uh, Mandy to me is a totally different person than Amanda. It just has a totally different ring to it. And it feels snarky (laughs) and she's preppy and kind of fake and judgmental. And she puts on a front a fake front to try to show everybody that she's perfect and has everything under control but she really doesn't um and she's just kind of fake and shallow
0: Uh, uh uh-huh that is interesting cool and apologies to all the mandy's out there (laughs) (laughs) but my mandy my mandy is that way (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but I think it's, it's so empowering to define that inner critic in that way. So the challenge to everyone listening, who's your Mandy, who's your, your inner critic and give them a name, give them like Amanda's just explained the, the personification of that inner critic. Cause I think that can help you to really separate your own thoughts from this inner critic. Well, Amanda, I'd love to just close off with some tips that you can share, particularly for those beginner mompreneurs out there, or even those those mompreneurs who are are just venturing out and doing something new. What what advice would you give to Mm -hmm. those of us who are in that position?
1: Mm -hmm. So very similar to what I was saying before about the depth in terms of the networking. I think it's so important to find kindred spirits who will cheer you on along the way? So, other people that are doing, you know, doing that are mompreneurs and all that can just cheer you on mm-hmm. um, and that are a few steps ahead of you. And at the same time, You also want to keep your eyes on your own paper. It can be so easy to play the comparison game of they have a podcast and they're crushing it on Instagram or they da, 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 But also realizing it's your journey. It's your unique voice. You have your own zone of genius. So not playing that comparison game. Um, And I think also, you know, Really managing your expectations that it will take time. You know, my business doesn't look anything today like it did when I first started. There was a lot of trial and error, there was a lot of figuring things out. And I'm glad that I didn't a year in or you know, two years and say, Oh, this isn't working, I'm never going to figure this out. It takes It takes time. And I also just think, you know, as you try to grow your business, really think about ways to streamline, especially if you're like a one woman band. Yeah. Um, Really think about what are the tools like scheduling tools and things like that or virtual assistants that you can use to streamline your work so that you really can be in that zone of genius.
0: Yeah, I, I love that. I think that's really wise advice to all of us, whether it's beginner entrepreneurs or those, those of us who, are, who have been at this for a while. I think particularly the streamlining uh, thing is to just constantly find ways to streamline, to save yourself an hour or two, to get down your actual work hours, especially the work hours that are spent doing the more mundane kind of administrative stuff that actually distracts you. Like we spoke about distractions earlier, and frees you up rather to work in your zone of genius and where you've got that flow.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Amanda, it has been absolutely wonderful speaking with you today. So great to connect with you again. And if People want to connect with you further, I'm sure they will. Where can they find you on the interwebs and uh, sporadically on Instagram? <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, so, people can find me at indigoorganizing.com and you can sign up for the top three emails there. And sporadically on Instagram, you can find me at um, indigo underscore organizing. It was so much fun to hang out with you, Shelly. I could talk to you all day, but that oh. might get a little boring for your podcast listeners, <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) it's always really fun to
0: hang out with you oh it's been so fun thank you Amanda and yes uh, feelings mutual we could we could chat for me it's going to go into the night so I might eventually start falling asleep but (laughs) good point (laughs) But it has been amazing to just just chat with you again and to all of those of you listening I hope you've enjoyed this interview with Amanda as much as I have And for show notes, you can go and have a look at PlayfulMompreneur.com. And we'll see you next week for another episode of the Playful Mompreneur. That's the end of our Mompreneur playdate today, but come again soon. Subscribe and tune in wherever you listen to podcasts. But the best way to make sure that you don't miss an episode and to get free bonus content is to get onto the Playful Mompreneur email list. PlayfulMompreneur.com That's also where you'll find the show notes for today's episode. So head to PlayfulMompreneur.com and sign up there. And then, playing is even more fun with friends, right? So please share the Playful Mompreneur podcast with all your Mompreneur friends by sending them over to PlayfulMompreneur.com or tell them to search the Playful Mompreneur on Apple Podcasts or wherever they listen to podcasts. You can also help me to spread the word by leaving a favorable review on Apple Podcasts. I'd absolutely love that. Thanks so much for tuning in, spreading the word, and most of all, being playfully and wonderfully you. Now it's time to go off and be a playful mompreneur.